in, in Utah, you could never get away with having a, an infrastructure project that uh, goes way over schedule and way over budget. Uh, the, the, the culture of the way we do things here just doesn't allow for that. Sure. So uh, that's where I think Strong Towns really resonates because we're, we're really talking about the, the things that will provide long-term value for our communities. It's our Strong Towns membership drive. To become a member of Strong Towns, go to strongtowns.org and sign up today. Mike Christensen, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Where are you at today? I am on campus at the University of Utah. Why don't you uh, talk a little bit about what's going on at the University of Utah? What, what, why, are you, why are you there at the campus? Well, I decided that I needed a career change, and I was already kind of wanting to be involved in, in planning, especially in the, uh, the future of uh, inner-city transportation yeah, because that's the one area where I feel like we're really lacking uh, in transportation in the U.S. So I decided I wanted to to go back to school and work on a master's degree. And I was very pleased when I found out that one of the the, uh, the better programs in the nation was actually right here at home in Salt Lake City. Yeah. What's your undergraduate degree in? Uh, I have a, a bachelor's from Brigham Young University uh, in geography okay. and kind of have a background in, in uh, GIS, and I actually have a graduate certificate also in GIS. Okay, okay. So I have done a lot of GIS and been out in the consulting world a little bit. And uh, so I, I was often uh, seen as just being a GIS person, and any any knowledge or input that I wanted to give into the planning process got uh, got discounted. So I decided, well, since I'm already kind of going in that direction, I might as well go into planning. And uh, I uh, came back to the or came to the University of Utah in uh, the fall of 2012 and uh, it was interesting because in the spring I was actually in a class called Intro to New Urbanism and it was taught by Michael Hathorne who uh, was <laughs> yeah, I know very Mike, big I know Michael exactly well. yep. <laughs> And so I, I, I take this class called Intro to New Urbanism and then am surprised to find out that CNU was going to be in, uh, in Salt Lake City in a couple of weeks and that my instructor for the class was the, the head of the local host committee. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I am, you know, in a class where we're, we're reading uh, Suburban Nation uh, for the class, and then I get to go attend a lecture where Jeff Speck is speaking. So that was very exciting. And then all of a sudden, there's this guy named Chuck Marone that's speaking there too. <laughs> and and so and I was I was just as blown away by by what Chuck had to say as what Jeff had to say. So I was very impressed. And uh, the, the story actually gets even funnier because. Uh, I was also volunteering at, at CNU because they give you a really good deal on the, uh, the, 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 the registration fee when you're volunteering. Right. And I, uh, 
one of the other volunteers was this uh, fellow grad student at uh, San Diego State, and she uh, approached me and said, uh, you know, are, are you Mormon? And I said, well, yes, I am. And she said, well, I, I really want to go do the pub crawl tonight, but I don't drink myself and I really want to, you know, hang out with somebody that doesn't drink that still wants to come do the pub, the pub crawl. So I said, yeah, sure. You know, I'd love to hang out with the, you know, the CNU people and be your, your, your non-drinking buddy. And so we went into this, this one bar called the beer hive on main street and went and I was about to sit down at this table. And right next to me, there was a group of these guys that, uh, had this birthday cake and this guy turns to me and he's, he's wearing a baseball cap and a baseball Jersey. And he turns to me and says, hi, I'm Chuck. <laughs> uh, well, at least I'm and friendly. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then you, you, you shared some of your birthday cake with me. So, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> that that's was awesome. actually, you know, our first time meeting. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you told that story. Cause I, I, I did have a great time in Utah. I'm, uh, I actually, the first day of CNU did turn 40 and that, that must've been when you heard Jeff and I speak, was that the kind of offsite thing that we did or was yeah, it? Yeah, that was, that was at the offsite at yeah, the, yeah. the Wasatch Choice for 2040 uh, consortium that, meeting. They packed that crowd. That was a big, that's a big group of people and they were enthusiastic and yeah, I, I enjoyed that. So you heard me speak during the day and then we met up at night. Uh, I'm not a drinker either. Uh, not necessarily for religious reasons. I'm Catholic. I think Catholics are pretty big drinkers, but, uh, for, you know, a bunch of other reasons, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of fun to, I, I, I get drug out on the pub crawl and, uh, kind of tend to gravitate to people who, uh, maybe are a, a little more sober like I am, uh, unless we're playing pool. I got to beat everybody at pool that night. Cause, um, yes, you know, it was, I'm the only one that can shoot straight, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let me let me ask you, uh, you know, I, I'd like to know a little bit about the, the GIS days uh, before I want to circle back to kind of strong towns in Utah and, and that kind of thing. When I used to work for an engineering firm, we had two kinds of GIS people. Uh, we had the kinds that loved computers and GIS was kind of the technical outlet. And, and I found those people to be, you know, nice, kind people, but not communicators not like visionary they could do technical work but not much beyond that but there was this other kind of magical kind of gis person the kind who not only uh, you know understood gis but were trying to use it as this broader vehicle to communicate things I, i'm guessing you fall into the latter category do i have the wrong yeah. impression is is that is that your kind of a uh, impression of the way GIS kind of works as well. Yeah, I kind of, well, I kind of fell a little bit into both because I'm kind of a computer geek, sure. but at the same time, I really wanted it to be about something more. And I was never really enamored by GIS for the sake of GIS. I always wanted it to be, uh, you know, about the things that, that you were actually trying to accomplish. And uh, uh, also one of the things that, that makes it kind of difficult in the GIS field is that they keep making the software easier to use. 
So <laughs> that kind of uh, makes it so that you have less job security. So right. that was kind of part of my motiv- motivation for wanting to, to change my career uh, because I saw that they were doing less hiring of people that were specifically you know, GIS people and more of just hiring, you know, planners or engineers and then just sending them to weekend uh, training for GIS. Sure, sure. And the, the kind of the downside of that is that you end up with a lot of really ugly maps because you end up with people that have never really been trained to learn how to output a high quality cartographic product. And, uh, uh, but I, I kind of realized that I was a little bit more of a planner at heart because I kind of uh, could see the bigger picture. And uh, as I have gone to school for planning, that bigger picture just gets bigger and bigger. And I see uh, a lot more of why our, our current uh, development patterns are failing us. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, one of the classes that I, I took uh, earlier this year was in urban ecology, and it was really enlightening to have a class that kind of steps back and kind of looks at human race as, uh, you know, just another animal on the planet and kind of asks the question, well, what, what is it that we really need as a species? And when you start examining that, and then you look at this this sprawl experiment that we've been engaged in over the last half century, you quickly realize that we've been, you know, building urban environments that are not what we need at all. And you quickly realize, well, that's why we are unhealthy and depressed. Sure. Uh, it's where we're building... Uh, environments that aren't what we really need. Let me ask you a question about Utah, because I, I, Utah is often, in a national context, kind of pigeonholed as a red state. And there's a certain um, you know, thought process from the outside that goes into that. Yet, when you go to Utah, uh, there, it, it is such a, to me, kind of complex place uh, that really defies... Uh, I, I think any clear outside labels. Uh, obviously, the Mormon Church is a huge influence in the state, uh, but the you know just the the approach to things like building of communities and building of places, uh, you know, some of the most beautiful architecture in the world is in Salt Lake City. Talk a little bit about how Utah maybe is different from your standpoint and why a message like a CNU message or a message like a strong towns message uh, is one that is more applicable there even than, than a lot of other places. It's uh Salt Lake city is really kind of an anomaly and uh, it's, it's different than a lot of the, uh, the Utah that surrounds it, but kind of, the same in a weird way. <laughs> I don't know exactly how to explain it, but uh, a lot of, uh, well, I, I grew up in a small town in Idaho, and it was very, very Mormon community. Uh, it 
it's not so much even that, that, that the LDS church was the predominant religion. It was pretty much the only religion there. Sure, sure. And, and so Salt Lake City is, is surrounded by a lot of similar communities. And if people in those communities don't quite fit the mold uh, for the, you know, the very conservative, restrictive environment that they're in in those small towns, they tend to end up migrating to Salt Lake City pretty quickly. Uh, so in a way, Salt Lake City is kind of, uh, a refugee center for all of the people in the surrounding areas that just don't fit into that, that narrow way of life. Right. And, um, but, but then at the same time, it's, it's also the, the headquarters of, of, you know, world religion and, uh, so one of the reasons why I really love Salt Lake City is because of that mix where you can really feel comfortable uh, regardless of, of who you are. And uh, it's, it's strange to be in a state that is so red uh, politically, but on the streets of Salt Lake City, it's very common to see, you know, uh, hipsters with uh, piercings and tattoos walking around. And uh, we also have, uh, you know, a very strong uh, gay community and uh, have a, a big pride parade uh, every summer here. Sure. Uh, so when when people talk about Utah being red, I have to say that, well, Salt Lake City is kind of purple because... Uh, we're really a, a mix, and it. Uh, I think um, Salt Lake City is kind of where a lot of the, the the changes in the urban environment are originating from, because we do have uh, a mayor and city council and city staff that are very progressive in their thinking of wanting to to change and get out of this auto-oriented sprawl paradigm. Uh, so Salt Lake City is kind of where that message starts from and where it goes out to the rest of, of the state and the rest of the region. And, uh, I, it was very, uh, exciting to have CNU, uh, come to Salt Lake City. And I feel like it was very, uh, well accepted and, and it was very overdue. It was like, we really needed to have that here. And, uh, I feel like there's a lot of people that are realizing that things need to change, and so they really enjoy hearing the message of CNU. And then I think Strong Towns takes that a whole step further, because uh, Strong Towns really uh, is about being uh, fiscally conservative and about doing the things that will actually bring long-term value to your community. And uh, in Utah, that's kind of a... a uh, a heritage that we have of uh, wanting to make sure that the things that we do have a lasting legacy. And uh, in, in Utah, you could never get away with having a, an infrastructure project that uh, goes way over schedule and way over budget. Uh, the, the, the culture of the way we do things here just doesn't allow for that. Sure. So, uh, that's where I think strong towns really resonates because we're we're really talking about the the things that will provide long term value for our communities. 
Let me, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you is because you, you are uh, so active online. A, lo- a lot of what I wind up uh, meeting people and really communicating with a lot of our members is, is online. And you've got an active Twitter account. Uh, we're always kind of going back and forth. You attended the national gathering. I, I was hoping that you'd be able to chat a, a little bit about uh, the importance of making those connections and, uh, what, you know, the value that it's provided you to meet other Strong Towns members and to have those interactions along the way. Um, social media is kind of this weird thing that I don't think we've quite figured out how it's going to fit into our lives in the long term, but I think we've kind of realized that it's a great opportunity to be able to uh, mingle with people that we wouldn't otherwise have uh, mingled with. And uh, I've, I've actually made friends through uh, Twitter that I've uh, eventually met in person and, you know, felt like we were, uh, <clears throat> you know, like we were siblings in a way. So uh, Twitter especially has this way of helping you discover people that uh, have similar mindsets. Sure, sure. And uh, it's, at, at times I think that, that my life is way too distracted by Twitter. Uh, you know, I, my alarm goes off in the morning and the first thing I'm doing is reading the, uh, the messages that came through on Twitter while I was asleep. <laughs> so a lot of my, my, my day, I feel like I'm, I'm just trying to catch up with my timeline, but at the same time, I I've seen the value in, in being able to, to engage with people through that medium. And, uh, I, especially at, uh, this summer at, at CNU 22 in Buffalo, I, in, in the weeks preceding, uh, CNU, I, uh, bumped into some people on Twitter that were going to, uh, to, uh, be at, uh, at CNU and, uh, kind of got to know them beforehand on Twitter. And then you actually talked to them during the pub crawl and it was like, we were already, friends that, that, that knew things about each other and it made it really easy to, to, you know, build on that relationship. And I'm still communicating with them on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, I, I want to thank you for being a member of strong towns. Uh, I want to thank you especially for everything that you've done to share our message with other people and be such a strong vocal advocate. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Let's uh, talk again soon. All right. Okay, sounds good. Okay. I will see you later. Hopefully you come to Utah again soon. Oh, that'd be wonderful. I'd love it. Okay. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. We need your support here at Strong Towns. Become a member today by going to strongtowns.org.